0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. When we aren't afraid of death, we're less afraid of life. From these episodes, I aim for all of us to take more risks in our lives, go after our dreams, have great relationships, and some fun in the process. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today, I'm going to introduce you to a fascinating woman. Her name is Tina Irwin, and she's not your ordinary psychic. In fact, she's a retired U.S. Navy commander who is a ghost helper and not a ghost hunter. So what's the difference? The difference is that Tina does more than merely talk to a ghost. Yes, she does listen to their stories as it helps her to understand why some souls get stuck upon death. But Tina takes it one step further. She helps that lost soul to cross over into the light of the heaven world. Once a soul meets Tina, They get the help they so desperately need. They are reunited with their loved ones on the other side, and they no longer live in fear of the cold and dark fourth dimension. Tina is the author of four books, including volume one and volume two of ghost stories from the ghost's point of view. Also, she's the author of the Lightworker's Guide to Everyday Karma and the Lightworker's Guide to Healing Grief in this episode today i promise it will be fascinating and tina will share with us how anyone can help a lost soul to cross over one doesn't need to be psychic or pay to go see a medium to help the dead we all have it within ourselves so welcome to we don't die radio tina Irwin. hello Hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm fantastic, fantastic, and I'm excited you're coming to us from California today. I'm in Massachusetts, and Tina, I have to tell you, you have quite the reputation. I didn't want to talk to you too much prior to the show because I want to meet you along with our listener today, but you sound like one fascinating human being, and I don't even know where to begin, but how in the world did a U.S. Uh, Navy commander, become a psychic who talks to ghosts. I mean, this is a show that is unlike any of our other shows because I've never really heard of what you do. So can you just give a little bit of your backstory and, you know, you know your story better than anyone. What is it that, what is
1: it you're up to? First of all, thank you so much for having me and and allowing me to share this story and offer some some helpful ideas to your listeners. I am extremely grateful for this opportunity.
0: Me too. For me,
1: I, I you join the service to be of service. Right. Being of service isn't just about, you know, what you think you do day to day. You can be of service in a lot of ways. And I I I was in the Navy for twenty years. I worked for the submarine force. I did not have my own ship because it was against the law. And Congress just passed the law that women could serve aboard ships in the last, you know, 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. And just recently, last 18 to 20 months, that women could serve aboard submarines. So I like to think I paved the way for a lot of that because I loved working for the submarine force. And when you deliberately wow. ship, when you deliberately take your ship below the waves, you had better be really, really psychic, but men don't call it that. They call it gut instinct. They feel the ship, they feel the sea, mm-hmm. so people think it's mostly women. I have to tell you, I met a lot of men who had an incredible psychic sense and actually saved their ships because of it. That Those are other stories. For me, I've always had some level of psychic ability. I think I, everybody has psychic ability. You couldn't live day to day without it, that's just a given like we all love music but some of us are incredible musicians right So we're all a little psychic but some of us really study that and really hone that skill and that would be true for me I study every day of my life I don't just assume I have a little ability and go with it I believe that if you have some psychic ability you need to understand the physics of it so that my website dot tinairwin.com my trademark logo is explaining the physics of metaphysics. That's brilliant. And the physics behind psychic ability and energy. And I got in trouble as a little kid because I wanted to understand why if energy is neither created nor destroyed, what happens to the animation of us when we die Mm -hmm. Use that term as a, you know, a, a 10 year old. But I, I, got into a lot of trouble <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> demanding to know well what happens to that and i i was not given any kind of a reasonable answer so that started it was a good thing that i didn't get an answer because it forced me mm-hmm. to go and learn and study right. in the meantime uh, i was married and um I was married at 22 to the man I'm still married to, the love of my life, we've been married 41 years. Oh, congratulations. Very Thank nice. Thank you. He, and, and, and I met him my first day at my duty, first duty station. So we were in the Navy 20 years together as well. Nice. And as soon as I married him, I knew that we'd had a past life together. So I, the concept of past lives was extremely comfortable for me. So that told me we live again and again, that people come back to us because they're familiar. And as time went on psychic ability just began to grow and grow and eventually I ended up with several events that shoved me in the with new abilities and that happens to people who are psychic and who are honest about it you wake up with an ability one day you didn't have the day before
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and one of them for me was the ability to remote view okay and what remote viewing means is that you have the ability to see past the third dimension into the fourth dimension and actually everybody can do it because if you think you sense a ghost or you see something out of the corner of your eye you're actually looking into the fourth dimension you just don't know it and you don't call it that but part of my goal is to bring the the airy fairy out there stuff down into the realm of reality and practical practical reality. This is what this is. This is what is happening. This is why it's happening. So you can wrap your brain around it.
0: Oh, you're awesome. And that you're just the kind of lady I like to talk to because I've made it my mission too to make this airy fairy world of, you know, people that speak the woo-woo language and seem kind of out there but turn it into everyday language that this this stuff is real I mean it is real and to hear your story and to get some more confirmation and speak about it in a way that we can all listen to and understand as opposed to it being some woo-woo magical you know not real thing you know it's very real
1: it is very real when you project love to another person you're projecting it remotely It doesn't matter where the person is on the planet right it doesn't matter whether that person is alive or dead or that includes animals that's good news and, and yes video, your dogs go to heaven and when you love whether it's a, a living or a dead person or animal that love transcends time and space and dimension yes and that concept is extremely important and you can keep that forever because that concept, the physics of it, never changes. That's real and it's forever. Great. I'm I know I'm being really passionate about that. No, you you know what, in in my own book
0: I um I had studied, studied remote viewing with Russell Targ and we were remote viewing and I could see things gosh, that happened in the past, present, future, diagnose people's illnesses, uh, see what's on somebody's coffee table halfway around the world. And I felt passionate to teach people how to quiet their mind and, and do some of these techniques because it is one of those, uh, I'll say, holy cow moments that when you can have see something that you wouldn't normally see or wouldn't normally know, it really brings to the surface that we are so much more than meets the eye we are more powerful than we know we are so much more than just these bodies and if we can do these remote viewing exercises you know um it it brings in that our loved ones still are around love never dies everything that you're talking about so i'm extremely passionate too
1: that's so to, to continue I had an event happen and along with this concept of understanding and being psychic there is also a concept of consummate evil what do you mean what I mean is that a person who's thinking very dark thoughts can influence a living person
0: ah gotcha
1: and and sometimes what feels like a really bad thing isn't good or bad this happened to me and it's what triggered the re- the ability to remote view. This person had I didn't I don't understand what I did, did to him. I had only met him one time. He gave me a business card and I my life went to hell in a handbasket very quickly. I couldn't I couldn't think, I couldn't function. I felt like I couldn't stop coughing, I couldn't stop sneezing. These were all basic manipulations. And when I finally figured it out, that I was connected to him through something called an Akka cord, aka, which is the beginning of the word Akashic Record. Uh huh. That I needed to cut that cord to him. And when I did that, the energy he was sending to me went co- recoiling back to him, and it was so toxic, he died. Oh my. Okay. And the moment of his death was the triggered this massive ability to remote view because i could i could instantly see him leave his body i was i was hovering above his bed watching him leave his body watching these dark beings come at him on in the fourth dimension in the third i could see his wife come in i could see the paramedics and as he was dying actually my husband and my brother were with me and my brother said we have to help him we have to move him on this is an important concept for your listeners because even though this man had tried really hard to kill me, I was dying. I would have, I would have eventually died had I not thought back. That I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening to me, and maybe he didn't understand what was happening to him. And in that moment, I did not judge him. And I asked for divine help and crossed him into the heaven world, and it was the first time I did that
0: let me just back up for a second tina this was a guy that you came in contact with in your everyday life right correct and you didn't know it at the time but you started to get that his i don't know darkness or negativity was impacting you
1: Yes, I had, I I retired from the Navy and I started a computer company, which I eventually closed because I couldn't keep up with the changing operating system of an Apple computer.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: (laughs) I closed the company, paid my investors back, and I I did 20 trade shows for Apple computer. I was a value-added reseller for them. And at one of the trade shows, a man walked up and said, you know, I can do computers. And I said, I, I am a tiny, tiny business. I can't afford to pay anybody. Right. He said, please keep my business card. And I said, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna employ you. And he said, just keep the card. And you wouldn't think that that could have that big an influence. But if I had been stopped in 1993, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. So there are forces that can see the future. So if I could be stopped there, then this couldn't have happened. And the influence of helping people to help their own loved ones who died would not have taken place.
0: Right, but his negativity attached itself to you.
1: Yes, because of the business card, you can pick up an object. It is a type of spiritual attack. It's called a psychic attack. And it's called, it's not a haunting because he wasn't dead. Um, He was a living person who can project a darkness. And so wow. I, okay.
0: Thank you for the clarification because I just everybody yeah. I, you know in our daily basis we might not call it psychic intuition but we know sometimes there's people around us and we get bad vibes or there's somebody in our life that really causes us to get down and we may not realize that it might be some attachment that's been made. You know what I'm getting at? So just to clarify that a little bit helps.
1: And that's a very important point to clarify and I'm I'm mentioning this because sometimes, and this is true for a lot of people, there is a triggering event in their life. This is why I'm not a fan of fortune tellers because we have an unlimited number of futures. Okay good. And that good, moment, good. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. No, I
0: said that's very good. Very good to know. Some people think their fate is just one way. I like the unlimited futures.
1: Yes, you can. You can choose the right hand, the left hand, the middle hand, or any. You know, you have a 360 degrees if you look at the circle of where you can go with something. Mm-hmm. And so I chose in that moment that that man died to help him. Well, that action of helping him incurred karma. What I didn't understand at the time is that people reincarnate from the lower astral fourth dimension. And they come back as these dark individuals with a lot of personality disorders, psychotic mental disorders. Murderers, you know, come from a dark place. Mm. But if you help them to cross over, the light side can finally help them. And it's one of the greatest gifts A living person can offer to someone who's died even if they're dark even if they're horrible is to send them into the light of the heaven world where they can receive healing and counseling and begin to piece together the fractured elements of their soul so let me stop for a minute how is that working for you
0: I'm writing it down and I'm I'm I've heard this before and I'm really interested to to see how where you're gonna go next because uh, you know there's a lot of questions when someone dies they just go to heaven um, and or, or what what happens you know people are looking for their loved one and want to get a sign there's a lot of questions of what happens and so you're saying that we can impact them going to the light from ourselves and just I'm just really interested to see where you're going so it landed well I get it and what's next it
1: landed well, and it taught me okay somebody's opened up a doorway and this is your next this is your next skill it's like okay but you know you there's really no books that talk about this although I'm in the process of writing one that talk about what do you do as these abilities are constantly developing and how you wrap your brain around them. And so I started practicing remote viewing, and to remote view a location was so exhausting, I would be wiped out for three days. Sure. It's like any muscle, you have to develop it. Right. So over time, it isn't a function of just, gee, I found a ghost, I crossed that person over, and you know we move on with our life. The person who is crossed over and is no longer walking the dimensions of the Fourth dimension the lower astral is grateful that was not something I had anticipated because you just do your job but there is a gratitude for from that person that comes back to the person who was willing to stop being fearful and step up to the spiritual plate and be helpful it's part of the reason the crossing over prayer came to be which is on my website in multiple languages hmm. it doesn't matter what your faith is there's no religion in the heaven world there is God there are all the the wonderful deities people believe in their religions you will find them but a religion the things that divide us don't exist we are united in the heaven world and there are counselors that sit down with the soul help them understand the life just lived. And if the life was arduous and there were horrible things that happened to someone, that person's soul body, that emotional body, must have healing. I've worked with a lot of private clients over the years. Some, I had one woman who was gang raped from the time she was 10 till the time she was 20 by her brothers. Oh my gosh. And what that does is it's so destroys all these critical important elements of the soul that you're safe that you're loved that you are going to be whole are violated you you're going to have trouble healing that in this lifetime and if the person dies and goes back into the fourth dimension and reincarnates from the lower astral they're not receiving that when you help that person to cross over even if you think you don't know how or you're clumsy your efforts to help that person to cross into the heaven world give them that healing something you couldn't personally do but you can facilitate their receiving i may not be able to put that person back together but god can do that
0: can i ask you something can you just when someone does die i I don't know the difference between the fourth dimension And heaven, or the heaven realm, Um, when somebody passes away, where do where do they go? I mean, what is what is the different? I mean, or maybe I guess the question is to explain what you mean by the
1: fourth dimension. Okay. Most people have heard of the twenty third psalm. Lo, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Right. That is the fourth dimension and you make a transition from the third dimension that is based on time and space and gravity. Without gravity, time and space cannot exist. And so that is in critical understanding of the third dimension. When you have time, when you have gravity and the physical space, You are given the time to go through all the experiences in mortal life Mm -hmm. when you when the silver cord is cut in the body and you leave the body cross into the fourth dimension as you make that transition you can see elements of the third dimension people who are working over your body sometimes you don't know you died so there's that's a whole different discussion okay you know you've died and you can see them working over your body but you're being pulled into the fourth dimension some people understand that they're gonna move into the light and their time in the fourth dimension is small but for some people who are guilty or who are grieving their death or grieving not being with their family or they wish they'd lived their lives differently grief or guilt or despair or sadness holds them in the fourth dimension they might see the light but they don't feel worthy of it the light that they're seeing is the fifth dimension it's the realms of the heaven world gotcha in the fourth dimension time doesn't exist space as you know it doesn't exist nor does gravity which is why they feel like they're floating When you're in the fourth dimension and you've died, you're able to travel with the speed of thought, which means that you you ricochet among family members. Somebody's thinking about you, you're there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They go back and forth and back and forth, and you can't believe it. You're out of the tortures of some, sometimes tortures of a difficult physical body. And so you can ricochet among the living but you're in the fourth dimension It's very difficult for people to wrap their brains around it okay and so when they're in that fourth dimension sometimes they see horribly dark things it has to do God is the first mathematician and everything in the various dimensions of all the universes is only about math whatever your frequency is at death means that is your frequency in the fourth dimension what that means is if you're a person who loved deeply and you believed in god or christ or or buddha or all these Mm -hmm. central divine beings or angels and you ask for the help of those beings that raises your frequency and when the light comes you're going to move into that light and you make that transition into the fifth dimension. Gotcha.
0: And if, but, but if you hold a lot of anxiety, fear, animosity, anger, you may not. Right. That that holds that another exactly vibration. Right.
1: Exactly right. People say, "Oh, the ghost had unfinished business," but let's take that a little bit farther. It may simply be that they were disappointed in themselves. A friend of mine asked me to help with her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law was the most beloved person. Went to church twice a week and four times on Sunday. I mean, just very devout person. But my friend said, I just don't think she crossed over. So, you know, we looked into it, and sure, she didn't. We found her in the fourth dimension, crying that she didn't feel worthy enough to, of God's love because she was told all her life that she was born in sin and she was she died in sin Hmm. how was she ever going to be sinless to get into heaven when she was told she was a sinful person all of her life and so I simply brought in angels to surround her and to take her by the hand and lovingly Guide her across the light bridge. And then my friend said, she's, I don't feel her anymore. I am at peace because she is at peace. Haunting isn't always what you think it is.
0: So when we think of ghosts and we hear stories of somebody's haunted by a ghost to their houses, it's, it could be somebody who hasn't moved into the light that's trapped in this fourth dimension.
1: Yes. Now let's make this a little more complicated. Okay, go for at- it can be there through stacks of time and I'll give you an example okay. I in the first ghost book there's a story of the rocket scientist and this is a guy in Virginia who bought a house in Norfolk and the house was haunted everybody kept telling him oh my gosh this house is so haunted you got to do something and he said I'm a rocket scientist I don't believe in any of that so Finally, he had so many girlfriends come over and they were freaked out every time they walked in and they ran out and then he told them they were crazy, the house wasn't haunted and then he didn't have any girlfriends and so <laughs> he wanted a girl- he's, he's this hot rocket scientist. Right. And he wanted a girlfriend. So in desperation, he called me up and he says, hi, you know, I'm a rocket scientist for NASA. And I said, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Exactly. <laughs> I don't believe ghosts, And I said, dude, I'm, I'm good with that. You called a psych ape. Did you have the right number? Of course I have the right number. I'm a rocket scientist. I'm really bright. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. What can I do for you, sir? He said, I think my house is haunted, but I don't believe in this. Okay, I get it. I said, don't tell me anything else because then you won't know if it's because you told me or because I really saw it. So I removed you to his house, long story short. And he had a woman in his house who was there from the Civil War. She had a horrible life in the Civil War, and she died an uncomfortable death. And she felt cheated by life, and so she wasn't going to cross over. And she watched various people. This is an unusual case where she knows she's dead. She knows she died in the Civil War. And she knows that she, she's looking at a person in modern times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she fell in love with the rocket scientist. So she decided that she would get rid of anybody who would be in his life. And she loved him so much that she turned the front light on for him. So when he came home, he wouldn't come home to a dark house.
0: Wow. That gives me goosebumps.
1: And, it, and that's part of the reason he figured out his house really was haunted. Because she turned the light on for him every night. And she told me her story... And then I, she says, well, I guess it's time to move on. I'm really tired of being where I am. So we moved her on. So I called him back, and I said, this is what happened. I've crossed her over. And she left the light on for you because she loved you. And she blew in the face of, you know, your girlfriends, or she'd run her finger down their arm and just project a little bit of energy and freak these women out. And she would laugh and laugh and laugh. And but she's gone now, and he said I know she's gone because my house feels empty, and I didn't understand it, but my house is empty, and she doesn't leave the light on. The light's not on for me anymore, so I guess I guess she really is gone. But you know I don't really believe this. And I said it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. You earned the karma for assisting this soul to leave the fourth dimension, and she had an arduous life. Anyone who lived through the Civil War. It was a horrible life. Oh, sure. Even if you were in the north, people died. Your loved ones didn't come back. It was hard. And so when you lead an arduous life and you cross into the heaven world, you don't come back quickly. Actually, you can reduce the population by crossing over the dead because they don't reincarnate in three to five years. They reincarnate in 150 to 1,000 years. Really? Yeah, it's a, real, it's a it's a math problem ultimately, yeah.
0: Wow. So many people have asked me, and I, know, I don't know the answer, but if someone dies and they're not getting a sign from them, does it mean that they got reincarnated right away? You know, and I, I don't know what to say to that.
1: It's a very difficult question to answer because that people came back, and we know this for a fact, because people came back after World War II in five years, which is an incredibly fast time. There's documented evidence of this. There are kids who died in Vietnam and they came back. They have an astonishing knowledge of Vietnam they couldn't have if they're 10 years old, and, you know, in, in the new century. Right. So we know that they're coming back way too quickly, which is part of the problem with the population explosion. If you're crossing over these souls, and I don't just cross over one or two, I'm crossing over thousands and thousands and thousands of souls at a time.
0: At a time?
1: At a time. Holy
0: cow. I want to hear more stories like you just shared about your rocket scientist. Are you also a medium that you can meet somebody and know who their loved one was and, you know, where they're stuck? Or if they're
1: stuck? If I, I, I'm going to say technically I could do that. Right. hopefully I do not do that because it is, I am a student of spiritual law. Okay. My level of ability without this sounding egotistical. No, it's okay. (laughs) It's significant enough that I must pay attention to spiritual law because the karma that attaches to this ability is tremendous. So if I look and see something going on or your relative is haunting you I have to be very careful because if I violate spiritual law, the karma that comes back to me is magnified thousands of times.
0: So meaning if you step in and you see somebody around somebody, you know, it's not your position to mention it.
1: not up to me to do that. If someone says, I feel like something's happening, I, I had a hotel owner call me, San Diego. And uh, she went to a hotel in National City and she said, a woman died in our hotel and I just still feel like she's there can you help me? And I said, yes. And I can do this with you. I helped that client to see this person. We worked on the phone. I have a process, which I don't share. That's okay. you work with me, then you will get to understand how, how it works. And she was able to cross this guest over. And now my client earns the karma for that service. So I'm sharing it and so I she is now also using the crossing over prayer and in her her motel and she is now empowered to help others and it keeps her place cleaner and I'm giving her the tools if I died tomorrow I would have shared these tools with people It's really important to me nobody is that important but if you leave a legacy of tools exactly what you're trying to do you're leaving a legacy of what people can do to help themselves then you've really done a service to the living and the dead right and that's
0: what i'm out for definitely is empowering people in their lives and now you open up this whole new idea that people are still people even though they're in the fourth dimension they need help as well
1: especially children children really need help say that again children really need help
0: let can we talk about that yes tell me tell me what do you mean
1: Uh, one of my business partners I we met each other because she has a profoundly psychic child and through a chain of events we were connected and her family was being haunted and this is one of the first stories in the the first ghost trilogy Uh, Her name was Annabelle and Annabelle died and she was about five and she couldn't find her mommy and daddy. What we think happened was she died in a car accident and she was asleep in the back seat because you're wearing what you died in. She was wearing her pajamas and she had a stuffed animal with her and she wanted a mommy and she couldn't find her her parents. So we don't know if her parents died, we just know that she died. We don't know when. It could have been a hundred years ago, It's been 50 years ago. Because uh, they had cars 50 years ago. So she died, and we don't know how she found my friend Laura, but she found her. She found this. Uh, she found Laura's daughter Jackie, and she wanted to get rid of Jackie so she could have Laura as her mom. And she was so adamant she wanted a mom that she would try to take a psychic knife and stab uh, Laura's living daughter Jackie and she looked for somebody to help her with this ch- this ghost child for 18 months because the child didn't cross over. She didn't know she died. She had no idea she was dead. So we were worked on the phone and we crossed this little girl over and um, she didn't come back and she didn't haunt their house anymore and, and that that opened up a doorway of understanding for, for Laura, to understand that these children
0: <clears throat>
1: desperately need help. And, you know, her little girl is a, tracks, she's actually a, ma- a magnet for son ghosts, and it was a Halloween time, and she wore a Little Red Riding costume, and a, a little girl ghost came and said, can I have your autograph? I've always wanted to meet Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> oh. Like, really? She said, yes, but I'm, I'm a little girl. I'm not really Little Red Riding Hood. And the ghost child didn't believe her. You really are. You've got the costume and the red hood, and please sign this. So she signed it, and then, you know, they moved this child on. So the point of this is children don't know what to do at death. It is, it is very difficult. Parents, this is hard for me to share, parents want to believe that their child moved on. The yes. children look to adults for direction so and adults hold on to their children because when your child dies it is an it is a grief that is an unspeakable level of sorrow the pain is difficult to to even fathom my six-year-old niece died when she was six years old and she sat on the sofa and she said mommy I feel hot and she died right then right for my sister oh my gosh and that's how the grief book came to be. We were we were part of the cluster deaths in Virginia Beach in 2003. We were on CNN and everything else. <clears throat> she died of group A strep and she knew she died and I remote viewed her and, and crossed her over. Uh, but she wanted to sit, stay and hang around her family. And another couple whose daughter had died the month before contacted my sister and they They said, you know, we want to help. Well, as soon as they contacted my sister, this other couple's little girl came to see me. She drove me nuts. I'm grieving. I can hardly function. I'm so sad. And I have this little ghost girl who's coming to me saying, you have to help my mommy. She's going to kill herself. Oh, my gosh. So my sister and her husband and her remaining daughter, the the four of us sat down and said, help and healing to the other family. Mariana died in March, and this other little girl died in February. And and I was going to just cross the little girl over, and one of the beings that manages me came and said, it's not yours to do. You have to go there. Like, really? I could do this really quickly, and it's like, you don't get to question this. You have to, you have to go there. So we... We went to see them, they invited us, and we went to see them, and this little girl standing by my shoulder. and we're sitting there <clears throat> and they are talking about how hard it's been and and on and on, and I know I'm running out of time, and she's pestering me, and there's a bird in the bush, and it's, this bird just does not stop screaming, and it's like i'm I'm doing this. You can't just walk in and say, "Excuse me, your dead daughter's here. You have to be able to finesse the situation and finally the the conversation comes around and the the father says well you know we like to think that she crossed over and I looked at him and I said but you know good and well she didn't he said yes I know she didn't Hmm. and I said you know she's right here with us and he said yes I know and I said and I think the last act as her parent the last critical act is for you two to cross her over and I'm going to help you with that. And I walked them through the process, and I knew that they could see her when instantaneously tears ran down both their faces. And, and they got to say goodbye. They got to say goodbye. And then I brought somebody in, and she was escorted on. Wow. And so they got to see it. Not every parent gets to do that. My sister didn't get to do that. I did that for her. Um, So it's very, very important to cross children over. Very important.
0: Can I share a story that happened to me? Because I think it really applies. Um, Totally. my, My dad died in 2010. And at the time, uh, my siblings and I were really fighting about dad's care and what was going to happen. And it, we turned into one of those monster families, uh, and it was it was just really ugly. And so um, my dad passed away, and um, it was several hours from where I lived, so I was staying in a hotel. I got a call from a friend of mine who does dowsing. And he does a lot of energy work and cleaning households remotely and stuff like that. So out of the blue, he calls me to say, um, you know, he knew my dad had passed away and he said, and he didn't say fourth dimension, but he says, your dad's not able to go to the light because he has too much fear about what's happening. I'm going to cry here with the relationship with your siblings. And he's like, he's, he, he can't go. And he says, Sandra, it's an unhealthy place. And I really didn't know about any of this, but I said, you know, Joey, what do I do? And he said, I want you to sit down in a chair and have an empty chair and have a conversation with your dad and explain to him the light and explain to him where he's at and just tell him what you're going to do to help relationships and make him feel safe and secure that he does, like where he is, is not where he needs to be. And, you know, like one of those kind of stories. And so after we hung up, you know, of course, I'm questioning this, like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Um, but I love my dad. And if there was any possibility that this was the truth, you know, I sat down in this hotel room and pulled a chair up uh, um, right to me and had this conversation with my dad. And I, I visualized the light. And I, you know, I did all these things that Joey was telling me to do. And then, um, you know, Joey, of course, you know, I didn't tell him I was going to do it at this Exact time, well, all of a sudden, I got an email, you know the ding of the computer that hey, Joey says your dad's moved into the light, you know, and it was like I mean it was really an eye opener that this is real like there's something that goes on, so um, I feel like I have a first hand knowledge that that is possible and and it makes perfect sense why Dad would have that fear and be stuck there.
1: look how powerful that is, yeah look that he gave, your friend gave you the power to do that for your dad. Right. And the living don't mean to, but they hold on to the dead. A friend of mine was this amazing orthopedic surgeon, and he died in a motorcycle accident. And his children were so stunned at his death. And they're so angry that at 64 he was still writing a big Harley Davidson, that they were angry at him, and his wife, and everybody was so upset with him that these black cords started to wrap around his his emotional legs, and he couldn't move. And so he he just kind of he came to me because I don't have any jurisdiction unless the ghost comes to me. I I, gotcha. Okay. I, I crossed him over. Yeah. And uh, he said, I, he said, I, it's become so hard. The demands are so great. He said, maybe I really was ready to go. I said, maybe you really were. You had an astonishingly wonderful life. He said, I really did. And, and he crossed over and he, he, he was good after that. He smiled. And it, it helps your, it helps your family when you cross over because the heaviness of the dead actually causes the, the living to struggle with their grief even more people don't believe that but it's true the dead black city darkness that they don't mean to it's not not that it's
0: deliberate it's just what happens right um let me ask you a question Tina people have I've heard some famous people say this that um, some people that are really filled with light light workers who have maybe this higher vibration people that are out to make a difference um, uh, one woman uh, Doreen Virtue even said I have this so she says you know my light is very very bright and she said um, she called them earthbound spirits So I'm, I'm guessing this might be the same thing as the people trapped in the fourth dimension uh, are, are attracted to high vibration people and can really uh, uh, attach themselves to us Do in in turn you know we may feel heaviness we may feel sadness we may feel you know the stuff of somebody else that's not ours but it impacts our life is there
1: truth to that there is truth to that uh... there is truth to that you if you are a person that does that you have to be very disciplined and control it otherwise madness will set in well my
0: question really is I think there's those people that maybe for all intents and purposes are living a good life or doing the best they can but they might struggle from whether it's an addiction or heaviness or something and and maybe is it possible that they don't know that someone has attached their cord to them
1: well let's let's back up a little bit if they're struggling from an addiction they're not going to be filled with light okay so let's separate that out however if you have an addiction whether it's alcohol drugs tobacco you will not just have an occasional person attached you can have up to 60 to 70 ghosts attached to you because your vibration is the same as theirs so a living person can be literally possessed by because somebody will say well what possessed you to do that? (laughs) Right. What possessed you to do that and um, Dr. Bruce Goldberg and uh, Dr. Raymond Moody have addressed this head-on and said yes the dead can absolutely inhabit the living and when that happens, they can cause the living to behave in behaviors that are absolutely ridiculous and terrible. Why do you think alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, methamphetamine, and tobacco is just a nightmare to give up? Mm. Because the ghosts that are with you don't want you to let go of it. Wow. So when that person who's addicted dies, you've got to get them crossed over they'll reincarnate with that addiction potential. Wow! It's very—it's I—I can't begin to explain enough. That's why you avoid bars and you absolutely avoid alcohol, because alcohol drops your frequency dramatically. Obviously, drugs do. That's why oxy, the, uh, the whole new addiction—the oxycodone type. Mm-hmm. Drugs is so tremendous because it drops your frequency, and it looks like your auric field, which is your per, your protective bubble, looks like Swiss cheese. That's how they walk right in. Adrenaline addiction, post-traumatic stress disorder, the adrenaline that fills your body basically shoots buckshot through your auric field when you when it, and it creates a, a syndrome called pyroluria. When that happens your adrenal glands are shot and you end up with massive amounts of adrenaline in the body. That's the stress. So you might, a normal person might react a little bit, but a a stressed person that has, their adrenal glands are blown will end up with two tons of adrenaline and have a violent reaction. That can be healed with certain actual supplements. and when you heal that, you can heal the auric field. Essential oils can help with that. There's a lot of things that can help with that. But the person has to want to do it, and you can't just do it one time. You have to, you have to be really consistent in healing the body and keeping your frequency high. It doesn't mean that you don't ever get mad or you don't have stressful days. We all have those. But it means that you look at what you can do to raise that frequency so that these dark things do not attach to you wow incredible
0: um and you know my, what I want to know is how we can help these people move into the heaven world maybe people that have attached themselves to us that we're unaware of or if we've lost a loved one and we we may have that heaviness or have that question have they moved on or not how do we go about moving them into the light?
1: The way we do that is we, it's like this friend of husband, uh, a husband, physician, and every time he came home, they would fight. And she said, do you understand what's happening? I said, yeah, he's bringing all these ghosts home because you're a little psychic and they keep hoping you'll help them so when he comes home he goes in to change clothes say the crossing over prayer and do it as an experiment see what happens so she did that they stopped fighting their marriage improved dramatically it's a simple example if you like I I, we can say the crossing over prayer it's on my website it's free it's in all my books yeah let's say it and then we'll also make sure uh,
0: our listeners are connected with you and your website Um which is tinairwin.com, but I would love it if we could say it now, because there's people listening that may be suffering from anxiety and stress and and grief, of course, and there may very well be some power in uh, you sharing it right now. Okay. Thank you, by the way.
1: Thank you for letting me share it. Yeah, it's a a big
0: deal, because this is a whole world of what we don't know we don't know, and um, anything that can make a difference with not just ourselves, but with our loved ones, whether they're still here or not, um, is a good thing.
1: All right. This is the Crossing Over Prayer. Dearest Lord above, I humbly request that you take any and all souls who have found my divine light of service into the heaven world right now. I ask that an angel wrap each soul in a blanket of healing light right now. I pray that every single soul will use the light bridge provided by my angelic team to transition into the heaven world right now. I send love and healing to all souls, no matter how they died, no matter their level of guilt, Without any judgment or prejudice whatsoever, right now. May the light of your love, Father, embrace and keep all of these souls now and forever. Amen. Amen. I, I did want to explain why it said I say right now after every verse. Okay. It's because there is no time in the fourth dimension. And you need to anchor your request in time that's why it says remove them right now you know I wish
0: we really were sitting on the couch together and we could just go on for hours and hours and hours <laughs> I really do Tina you're marvelous and I oh. I have a, a friend in my life who you know I've never had arguments really with people and um I tend to have just tons of arguments with him and it's like there's and there's a lot of negativity and it's like I just don't get it and it's just it just hasn't been a match for who I am and like what's going on here and it's my little psychic sense is saying uh say the prayer and um and it really could make a difference uh we have no idea of what kind of beings could attach themselves to people in our lives and Uh, and it's not to give an excuse for why people have the actions that they do but um, really to put a little bit of um, it in our own hands that we can make a difference by saying the prayer
1: yes we can be our own medium
0: right whether we believe it or not like you said about the uh, rocket scientist.
1: exactly believe it or not I don't care whether you believe it just do it
0: man that's awesome awesome how do we find out more because obviously we just hit the tip of the iceberg here and you've opened up some things that are just so well new to me and different and perhaps for our listener too that we want to find out more can you tell us more about how we can find out about what you are doing what your books are maybe what you offer because I have an instinct that you probably help people on a one-on-one
1: basis too I, I do and um, although that's let, let me let me answer the first question. Okay. I I have a website. It's tinaerwin.com dot com, and it's Irwin with an E. T i n a e r w i n. And on the website, there are you know all kinds of books. Um, there and it's actually a new website, so we've got some fun things on there. And I have quite a few YouTube videos that are also on there that okay. explain things that might help people if they want to understand a little bit more. And there's an entire section of prayers, including the crossing over prayer, a prayer for a murdered loved one, a prayer for a person who's committed suicide, a prayer to help you if your animal has to be put to sleep. There are many different prayers there. Those are all free. It is my service to anyone who might need those things. And so I do occasionally work with people one-on-one Become kind of busy these days. Yeah, I understand. And I, I... I cannot thank you enough for allowing me to be on your show and sharing this information and the opportunity to be of service is truly a great opportunity. I'm deeply grateful to you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome and I I ditto to you because you're extraordinary. You like me, the more people we can make a difference with, it, it, it helps us in our own lives. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than sharing and especially uh, this is having this radio show is just the perfect venue for me to learn more and then hear some really incredible stories and meet some incredible people and then be able to give those tools and those messages to others so it's a perfect win-win-win situation i think for everybody so i'm super grateful tina any closing words one thing that's just uh coming to me right now is i know for a fact we have a lot of people right now that are grieving the loss of a loved one um, just maybe any closing words that might help someone uh, set them free a little bit from for their grief and even
1: for their loved
0: one who's passed.
1: Love never dies. The physical body fades away, like the butterflies of summer are gone. The love that you have for that person lives forever. And every time you think of them, smile and send them your love. It is a very concrete action you can take and that person will receive your love will think of you in return and if you're able to help them to cross over then you will have given them the greatest gift especially at this time of year you can possibly imagine at some point this will ultimately be the compassion we will all want for ourselves
0: oh thank you so much tina Irwin. oh my gosh big uh hug to you in san diego from boston and for our listener today thank you thank you for taking the time to listen uh this has been a very unique conversation that we've had with tina Irwin. if you want to check out what tina Irwin looks like too i have a picture of her on our website wedontdieradio.com where you can um read more about tina have a link right to her website and to her books and also you can see some of the other past amazing gifts so in closing i i just want to say that um i do believe that our life here on earth is an education for our soul and each one of our lives our are important Uh, so my name is Sandra Champlain I've been your host and just thinking in the words of Tina you don't have to believe it uh, to do it and really to go to her website tinairwin.com check out the prayers practice them say them right now and Even if you can't see it or you don't believe it, you could be making a huge impact with others. So thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.